ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد we're going to have a lecture which talks about, as you've seen in the title, the purpose of life. And that is a question that, as you're aware, mankind throughout history asks. It's a question which has arisen throughout the ages. What is the purpose of our existence? What is the purpose of our lives? What is the objective in this whole creation? So we want to discuss that and what has been mentioned Islamically regarding this particular question. What we can say absolutely and definitely, firstly, is that there is no doubt of the existence of the Creator. That there is a God, that there is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, who created all of this universe. They mention an example, they mention an example of a person who went to have a debate. There were two people, they were going to have a debate. One of them believed in God, one did not. Or a group of them didn't believe in God, one of them did. So they were going to have this debate and they fixed up a particular time where they were going to have this debate. So the ones who didn't believe in God, they were waiting for the other guy to come, the Muslim who did believe in God. He was late though. He arrived very late for the appointment they'd made. So when he arrived... The ones who didn't believe in God, they said to him, they asked him, why are you so late? We had arranged a particular time for this particular conversation and debate and this dialogue that we were going to have. So why are you late for the appointment we had made? He said to them that, you know what, today... Earlier on, I was out on the sea. I was in a boat, out on the sea. And the storm came in, and it got a bit rough, and my boat sunk. So then I was stranded, out in the sea, trying to get back to the beach. But then he says, he says, coincidentally, I got helped out. Because when the storm was going on, and it was crashing around, the winds were crashing around on the beach, on the trees, they happened to blow the trees apart. Branches from the trees were broken off. Twigs were broken off. And all of these branches and twigs, they flew about in these gusts of wind in the storm. They crashed into each other these branches and twigs, and they coincidentally 
happen to crash into each other and get stuck. A bunch of them in the shape of a dinghy, a little boat. They all happen to just crash into each other. All of these branches and these twigs in the storm that were ripped off the trees and they crashed into each other and they stuck together into the shape of a boat and that landed next to me. Blew around in the wind and landed next to me. So he said, that was good for me, coincidence that happened. So I got into that little boat and managed to row back to the beach and that's why in the end I've ended up coming late to the meeting. So now then, when he gave them this explanation as to why he was late, all the guys who were waiting for him, the ones who wanted to discuss with him because they didn't believe in God, they said to him, that explanation of yours as to why you're late for our debate today is absolutely ridiculous. You're talking nonsense. How on earth do you want us to believe I mean, we can believe the first part. You were out in the sea, a storm came, your boat got sunk. So you were stranded. But how on earth do you want us to believe the second part of your story? That the storm was going on, and it blew apart the branches from the trees. Yes, that's okay. But then you want us to believe that these branches were crashing about in the winds, and they crashed about just right to end up making the shape of a dinghy a little boat, without any holes, the branches linked just right in the wind, they crashed together just right, and they landed in the ocean next to you, you want us to believe that? Do we look stupid? So they didn't believe his story, they didn't believe his story as to why he came late, they said that second part, you must be making it up, how on earth do you want us to believe that the wind can break off the branches of trees? That's okay. But then the wind blows them around and they crash into each other and coincidentally just crash in the right way that they make the shape of a boat without any holes. And it floats. And you got into it and came back to land. They said, you're just mocking us. You're just making fun of us. That can't be the reason why you're late. That doesn't ever happen. That's impossible. Branches can't just hit each other in the wind and happen to make the shape of a boat. That doesn't happen. It requires skill. Requires a craftsman to get that wood and shape it just right and put it together just right and nail it in just right to make sure there's no holes or anything. That requires a craftsman. Requires somebody with skill to do that. You can't expect us to believe the wind just blew some branches off and they happened to hit each other and fall in line just right like a boat. That's ridiculous. So then that man said to them in response, he said, well in that case, if you cannot believe me, you cannot believe me that a few branches crashed into each other and made the shape of a boat, you don't believe that can happen by itself. And can it? Is that something believable? No matter how strong a storm is, will a storm ever break off the branches of the trees and they'll crash into each other just right into the shape of a boat that floats? 
Would that ever happen? Of course not. He said to them, if you can't believe that could happen, then how is it that you believe the whole of the rest of this world, all of the mountains and the rivers and the lakes and the trees, did just happen to fall down just right and make all of this world by themselves? You don't believe that a few twigs and branches can come together in the wind and make the shape of a boat? You don't believe me? Then how on earth do you believe this whole ocean came together just right? And these valleys and mountains came together just right? And the gravity on this earth came together just right? Everything, the ecosystem and the chain of the animals, how they eat one another, and the, the, the branches, the twigs, the vegetation, the shrubs, all of that ecosystem you believe did just come together by itself, but you won't believe me that a few branches came together to make a boat? So now, they had no reply. They had no response. Because now they knew that he had a point. He had a good point on them. How can you say that you don't believe branches can come together in the wind by themselves into the shape of a boat? You don't believe that. You won't believe my story on that. But you do want me to believe that this whole world with all of its complexities came together by itself? That can't be. That can't be the case. If you know a boat isn't just going to make itself, branches are never going to crash together and stick together perfectly in the shape of a boat that floats. You know that's not going to happen by itself. Then you should know obviously, logically, that this whole world couldn't have just come together just right by itself. Surely there must have been a creator. Surely there must be a creator. When you see the size and the magnitude of the sun, and you see the size of this earth and everything in it, you see the ants and the small insects. Think about those small insects. How that tiny insect has life. It has organs within its body. It has legs it moves with. It has eyes it sees with. Tiny insect like that walking around. Millions and billions and trillions of them on this earth. When you think about the trees, they say there are trillions of trees on this earth. Not just billions, trillions. All of this, and then all of the other planets in the system. Is it really logical to believe that they just appeared? That is the most illogical belief. To believe that they just appeared. And that is why they have a saying. They have a saying. They say, if you're walking along in a desert... An absolute desert everywhere. Desert all the way down there. Desert all the way down there. Desert in front of you. Desert behind you. You've been dropped in the middle of a desert. No village, no people anywhere. Middle of a desert. Nobody around. And you're walking along in this desert. 
all of a sudden, you see a pile of droppings, camel droppings. All of a sudden, you see this pile of camel droppings. Now you know for absolute definite that there has been what that walked past here? A camel? Or are you going to say, I don't believe there was ever a camel that walked past here. I believe these droppings just turned up in the middle of the desert by coincidence. They just turned up by themselves. There was never a camel here. Is that logical to anybody? Is it logical to anyone? No logical brain will accept that. You're walking in the middle of the desert, suddenly you see some camel droppings. You're going to say, these camel droppings must have just come. They just appeared. Maybe the sand was a bit wrong, there was something wrong in the chemicals, and it made camel dung by itself. There was never a camel here though. Or you're walking along and you see footsteps suddenly. You're walking along in this desert for hours and hours, suddenly you see some footsteps. Now you know somebody must have walked past along this particular path, upon this particular part of the desert, just maybe recently, an hour or two ago. His footsteps are still there. Or are you going to say, that I don't believe at all anybody ever went by here. These footsteps just appeared. They just appeared. There was never anybody here. Nobody's been in this desert for years. Those footsteps just appeared. Other examples, you can keep talking about them. You go into the middle of the forest. Deep, dark jungle. You walk into the deep, dark jungle. And you're lost for days and days. No sign of any human life. No sign of any village. No campsite. Nothing. Lost in the middle of some huge, huge wood or forest. Then all of a sudden... You come across a wooden cabin, broken down, deserted wooden cabin, windows broken, all deserted, dust cobwebs. But you know for definite now, with absolute certainty, that at one point in time, at some point in time, there were humans here. Absolutely. You see that deserted wooden cabin, you know that at some point in history, whether it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago, in this wood, somewhere, at this stage, at this point, at this location, there were humans at some point, who came and built this cabin. You're not going to say, nobody's going to say, even though this cabin is there, and it's suspiciously, looking like the cabins humans build. I don't think there were any humans here ever. I think maybe the branches of the trees fell down in some storm, and they happened to build this little cabin. They fell down just the right way. Windows just blew in from somewhere, just into the right place. The door and the handle just flew in, into the right place. It must have just been some storm, got the wood and everything, hit it together, made the shape of a hut or cabin. Is anybody going to believe that? Nobody. You know for definite when you see it, 
This is somewhere where humans have been before. You know that. When they go and they discover things in the oceans, they discover old wreckages. Like in the mountains, you know, where there's a lot of snow. A lot of snow on certain mountains, in certain mountain peaks, mountain ranges. Like there's an example. There was an air crash, an aeroplane crash in the 1920s or the 1930s, something like that. 60, 70 years ago. An air crash in the 20s or 30s or 40s. And the plane crashed into some snowy mountains. Some snowy mountains. They searched and they searched and they never found the plane or the bodies. They knew it went down there. They knew the route of the plane, the flight path. They knew when they lost contact. They knew it crashed over these snowy mountain range somewhere. In this mountain range. But in the 30s and 40s, they searched and searched and they never found the plane. Until about a few years ago, they found it. What had happened? When the plane had crashed into the snowy mountains... It caused an avalanche. So the snow came down and buried the crashed plane. So when they were flying over with helicopters and everything and with equipment, they couldn't see anything. The plane crashed, an avalanche occurred, buried all of the wreckage and the bodies. They couldn't see a thing until about five or ten years ago when it melted, the snow on that part melted. Then all of a sudden the wreckage was visible and they found it. Now when they found this wreckage of this plane, is any logical person going to say that this just appeared? There was never any plane really. We never created this plane. The plane was never made by anybody. There were no humans ever flying this plane. It just appeared. Would anybody say it just appeared? Or would any logical person understand that this is... A crash that occurred of a plane. There must have been humans. Let's search for the bodies. Isn't that what any logical person is going to say? Is any logical person going to say, no, that just appeared. Don't worry about it. It just appeared. How can we believe that? We cannot. In human life, nobody believes things just appear. You don't believe that. You don't believe things just appear. You can give as much scientific explanation as you want. You can give as much scientific explanation as you want, but you can never believe things just appear. There's always an explanation of how they appeared. There is always somebody behind it. And that is exactly the same with this whole world. This whole world this whole galaxy, this whole universe, none of it just appeared by itself. None of it just appeared by itself. Rather, it was created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was created by the Creator. Just like we as humans were all created by the Creator, by the Lord. We were created for a purpose. And that leads us on to this issue of the purpose. What is the purpose of our existence then? Why did Allah, why did the Lord create all of this universe and this earth and us the humans and put us here? What is the purpose of it? In the Quran, 
the Qur'an, the revelation that was given to the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, just like the other revelations that came from God before that, like the Injil, the Bible, and the Torah, the Torah that was given to Moses, all of these were books from Allah. All of those were revelations from Allah. But the old books have now been changed. They are no longer upon the original form, upon the original state, the original words of God anymore. One of the easiest proofs for that, like the Bible now for example, there isn't one Bible anymore. Now there are different versions of the Bible. So which version is the word of God? It can only be one. God didn't send down different multiple versions of the Bible. There was only one version sent down. But now we don't have just one version. We have lots of different versions of the Bible. So that shows you that the Bible is no longer on its original state. Because we can't work out now which one is the word of God. And which one is the original ones. Because now they've all been distorted and changed. The Torah the same. The last revelation that came was the Qur'an. That was the last one that came, the Qur'an. And that one has remained upon its original state. Because if you were to go, as an example, if you were to go and check the Qur'an here, and then you go and check one in Manchester, one in London, one in France, one in Germany, one in America, one in Brazil, one in Italy, one in Australia. Go and check a Qur'an anywhere in the world. Go online onto any website and check the version of the Qur'an. Every single version absolutely is exactly word for word, letter for letter the same. There is no possibility of two versions of the Qur'an. If anybody can go and find one anywhere, then bring it. Every one is exactly the same. There is only one Qur'an. The ones who have distorted it and changed it, they have distorted it themselves. The Shia, the Rafidah and those people. But otherwise, this is one revelation from Allah. In that revelation, Allah taught us our purpose of creation. And He said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the humans and the jinn, except for them to worship me. Allah taught us that our purpose here is to worship Him. Because otherwise, what do you think your purpose here is? Every day you wake up, you eat, and then you go to sleep in the evening. Next day you wake up, you eat, you go to work, you do your normal routine, you come back, you go to sleep. Next day you do the same, next day you do the same. Your life just goes by doing the same again and again and again. Every day wake up, every day have your breakfast, every day go to your work, every day go to your other place where you go. Anywhere, whatever you do. In the evening, come back, relax, have your food, what you do all the time. On the weekend, go and relax here and there, what you do normally every time. Every week of your life is just going by exactly the same. Every day of your life just going by exactly the same. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with your life? What are you achieving with your life? What do you think your life will mean in the end? If you think... That this whole life, you are just going to carry on and carry on and do your routine week in, week out, day in, day out, the same routine all the time until you die and then you get buried and that's it. You think that's it. Your life is useless, then your life is worthless. 
if you think this life is just this life, and there will be no afterlife, then your life is useless and worthless no matter what you do with it. You could become the richest man on the face of the earth. And you could buy yourself whatever you want. But at the end of it, one day you're going to die. Doesn't matter how much money you've got, how much cars, palaces, aeroplanes, yachts, doesn't matter what you've got, one day you're going to die. And when you die, if you believe that's it, that is it, there is no afterlife, then what did you achieve in your life? All you achieved was a few years of relaxation, a few years of luxury, and now you believe you're just going to be dead in the ground forever. So what was the point of your life then? What was the point of your life if you believe at the end of it, you're just going to get buried and that's it. There is no other goal behind your life. In that case, if you believe all it's going to be is that you get buried and that's it, there's no afterlife, then no matter what you do in your life, it's useless. No matter what you do in your life, it's worthless. It is, it's worthless and useless. If you believe at the end of it, at the end of all of that hard road, you're just going to get buried and you're just going to disintegrate into the soil and that will be the end of it forever. In that case, you may as well not bother doing anything in your life. You may as well not bother doing anything. If at the end of it there is no light, there is no light at the end of the tunnel, at the end of it, it is just a dead end. You're going to get buried and disintegrate and that's it. Rot away forever. Nothing else happening. Then you've got no purpose to your life. You've got no goal in your life. If you know that at the end of it, no matter what I do, I'm just going to become dirt and soil and that is it. That can't be the purpose of life. There is a greater purpose to life. That greater purpose is that there is certainly an afterlife. There is certainly an afterlife. This life is the test. The afterlife will then be where you spend forever. Either in paradise or in hell. And that is something which is definite. And anybody who wants to try and convince themselves otherwise, then all you're doing is making your life useless and worthless with no objective. If you don't believe that there is a paradise you can work for, you don't believe that there is a paradise that you are striving for, that you're earning your life to get to, you're earning your stay in that during this life, during this test, if you don't have that objective and goal, then what is your objective and goal? All you've got left is to look forward to just becoming soil and dirt and eaten by the worms and that's it. That's what you think your life's going to end up at. So Allah told us there is an afterlife. There will be a resurrection. Everybody will be resurrected. Everybody will be raised up from their graves. And then there will be accountability and judgment. And then the people will enter paradise or hell. This life is the test, therefore. Allah said, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبَلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah, the one who created death and life to test you. Which of you is the best in actions? Which of you is the best in deeds? Which of you is going to worship his Lord? Which of you is going to waste his life doing nothing? If you just do nothing... Work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, a bit of fun here, a bit of fun there. At the end of 60, 70 years, you just die and that's it. 
your life has become useless and worthless. Maybe nobody even visits your grave after you die after a couple of years. Deserted grave, nobody even knows who you are. So what have you done with your life? That's why as a Muslim, you understand that you have a purpose in your life. Your heart is filled with that purpose, with that objective, with something you're striving for. And you're striving for that goal to please your Creator, to please your Lord, so that you may be entered into paradise and avoid being from the people of hellfire. Those are absolute certainties. Anybody who thinks for a moment, thinks about it for a moment, then you will realize for definite, this life has got to have some meaning to it. There has to be some meaning to this life. It can't just be that I get up and I eat and then I go to sleep. And I get up and I eat and I go to sleep. It can't just be that. Years of your life have already gone by. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years in the blink of an eye. You remember now. Now you think back and you remember where you were 6 years, when you were 6 years old. When you were 6 years old, you can remember what you were doing. Everybody remembers. And you remember it, it was just now. It was just yesterday. You remember where you were and where you used to walk. And the path you used to walk on to go to school and what you used to do at school. You remember those days when you were 6 years old. And now you might be 30 years old, 40 years old. Where have those days gone? In the blink of an eye they've gone. Then in another 30 years you'll think back and you'll remember where I was 30 years ago. When I was 30 years old, when I was 35 years old, 40 years old. You'll be 60 and 70 and you'll be remembering it. You'll be remembering it like it was yesterday. Where has all of that time gone? It goes in the blink of an eye. That's why they say time is like a sword. Time is like a sword. If you don't cut the sword, block the sword, meaning use your time properly, then time cuts you up. Time cuts you up. Like an hourglass with the sand falling through it. Every breath you take, what does it mean? Every breath you take, and you've already taken hundreds of breaths since you started talking tonight. Every breath you take, it means you've knocked off one breath from your lifetime. You've got one breath closer to death. If you imagine in your life, you're going to breathe a certain number of breaths. Whatever that figure is, billions and trillions of breaths. You've got an allocated number of breaths you're going to breathe. Some people are only allocated one breath. A baby is born and dies instantly. Allocated one breath or two breaths or an hour of breathing only. You've all been allocated, we've all been allocated a certain number of breaths, a certain number of heartbeats that we're going to get until our breaths stop, our heartbeats stop. Every heartbeat that you now make, every breath that you now take, it is knocking off your reserves. It is knocking off from the quantity you've been given for your lifetime. Every breath you take, you are taking a breath closer to death. Every heartbeat that beats, you are taking a heartbeat closer to death. Every heartbeat is knocking off your quantity. Every breath is knocking off your quantity. Getting you closer and closer to death. Every day you wake up, you're a day closer to death. Every day you go to sleep, you're a night closer to death. 
Every day that goes by, you're only heading towards one thing, which is absolute certainty, and nobody disagrees, every human agrees. Every human agrees, all of us are walking to one end, and that end is death. All of us are walking to that. Every day you wake up, you're a day closer to death. That is without requiring any mathematical calculation, any scientific experiment. Every human on the earth will agree, every day you wake up, you are now one day closer to death. That is logical, the greatest of logic. Every breath you take, you're a closer, a breath closer to death. So then you gotta think, with all of my breaths running out, with all of my heartbeats running out, with all of my days going past one by one, I remember yesterday when I was six, when I was twelve, when I was fifteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, now I'm forty, fifty. You know your time is going. And you know any time that death could come to you. Tonight, a heart attack and you're gone. Tomorrow, a car crash and you're gone. Any time that can occur. There is no point a person thinking, I've got long to live, I'm going to do this when I'm in my middle age, and I'm going to do this when I retire. Who told you you're going to do that? Who told you you're even going to make it home tonight? Maybe tonight on the way home you have a car crash, who knows? Is it deniable? It is not. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely possible. So then you got to think, what am I going to do with this life I've got? What am I going to do with this opportunity my Lord has given me? What am I going to do with these breaths that I got left? What am I going to do with these days that are passing me by? And what you got to do with it is what the Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to do with this. The only one clear objective, which is that this life of yours, Allah, the Lord gave it to you, created you. You didn't create yourselves. We humans didn't create ourselves. The earth didn't just create itself. The universe didn't just create itself. Even with all of the scientific theories, but there were atoms and there were these things and there were those things. And they crashed together and this happened. Where did the atoms come from then? All of those atoms and chemicals that the scientific theories say crashed together to make the Big Bang. Where did the atoms and the chemicals come from in the first place? Where did they come from to make the Big Bang? Then they say, but they came from other chemicals and atoms that were in the atmosphere, that were in space. Where did those ones come from then? You keep going back and back and back, and eventually you get stuck. Because everything has to come from something. Eventually the scientists have to say that there is a point where you just get stuck. You just cannot explain any further. Because that level where you get stuck, you say, okay, this happened, the Big Bang, because of the atoms. Where did the atoms come from? They came from certain other chemicals in space. Where did they come from? They came from other chemicals in space, from other galaxies. Where did those galaxies come from? They came from another huge star that burst. Where did the star come from? You keep going back and back and back and back until you get to a point where you can't explain where that first, first molecule atom came from. Where did it come from? The first one ever that then led to all of these other things occurring as the scientists say. Where did the first one ever come from? Where did the first one ever come from? They have to say, it was just there. It was just there. The atoms and the molecules at the beginning 
were just there. Then they moved and expansion and this and contraction and the big bang, etc., etc. The first thing was just there. Well, in that case, if the first thing was just there, it was just there. This building that we're sitting in right now, do you know nobody built it? No humans or construction team or bulldozers was ever here. One day the people woke up and they came and lo and behold, this building was just here. So we thought to ourselves, it's convenient, let's use it to do these talks in. Anybody gonna believe that? You cannot, a human cannot believe something was just there. This bottle right now, how did it get there? Was it nothing and then we turned around and looked back and it was just there? It wasn't just there, somebody came and put it there. Somebody came and put this bottle here today. How did this mic get here? Did it just appear? Did we close our eyes, open them and there you go, the mic's there, let's start. Somebody put it there. This whole universe didn't just appear by itself. And there is nobody in the world who can say it just appeared by itself. If you say it just appeared by itself, then you've not given any answer to anything. Your answer is the most illogical. So we know that there is a creator. We know there is a Lord who created the universe, created us, and gave us reason to be here. And that reason is to worship Him. Because then there will be a resurrection. There will be an afterlife. If there was no resurrection, there was no afterlife, then your life right now is useless. Do whatever you want to do. In the end, you're just going to become worm food. If that's what you believe, then your life is worthless. No objective, no purpose. Go and be the richest man in the world. In the end, you're just going to get eaten up by worms, you believe. And that is going to be the end of you. Then you have no objective, no purpose, no goal to your life. Your life is useless. Rather, we do not believe our lives are useless. God, Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, created us for a purpose. And that purpose is to worship Him. To worship Him and to show our obedience to Him. By fulfilling the commandments of the prophets and messengers that He sent. Allah sent the messengers, Abraham and Moses and Noah and Jesus and Muhammad. All of these are prophets and messengers Allah sent. And as Muslims, we believe in every single one of them. And we believe every single one of them was prophets and messengers. We believe in Jesus and Noah and Abraham. All of them. We believe in all of them. And we accept all of them. And we love all of them. And we follow the teachings of them. Ibrahim, Abraham. He's mentioned in the Quran. Moses is mentioned in the Quran. Jesus is mentioned in the Quran. Mary is mentioned in the Quran. We believe in all of them. And we accept all of them. And just like that, we believe in the final messenger, the last one, who was Muhammad. There was no other messenger who came after him. The first one was Noah. Then after that was Abraham, then there was Moses, and there was Jesus. And at the end, the last one was Muhammad. Muhammad wasallam was the last one 1400 years ago. 1400 years ago. In the year 570 AD approximately. Now we're in 2016. That was in the year 570 approximately. So he was the last messenger who came with the last revelation. Before that, the other messengers came with revelations. Jesus was given the revelation of the Bible. Moses was given the revelation of the Torah. And we believe in all of those revelations. 
But like we said, they've not been kept and maintained upon their original state. The Qur'an, the final revelation has been maintained. And that is the revelation we now have to follow. That is the revelation we follow. Just like before, at the time of Jesus, they followed the revelation of Jesus, which was about Tawheed, worshipping Allah, the Trinity and all, all of those things. Jesus never mentioned the Trinity ever. The Trinity was something which was, if you look at the historians, they explain it all. The historians who talk about religion, the Trinity was made by St. Paul or St. John. St. John, St. Paul, these types of individuals, St. Paul in particular, he was the one who explained all of the Trinity idea. Jesus himself never mentioned Trinity. So all of the prophets and messengers came with revelation. Allah, the Lord, gave them revelation, gave them divine inspiration and revelation from the heavens. Gabriel the angel used to bring that down. Gabriel used to bring that revelation from the Lord to Moses, to Noah, to Abraham, to Jesus, to Muhammad, to all of them. All of it was the words of God, the words of Allah, the words from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the speech of Allah, the revelation from the Lord to all of those prophets and messengers. And the last one was Muhammad. He was the last one in history. If you look in history, Noah was the first, then they all came, Moses, Abraham, Jesus, everyone. The last one was Muhammad just 1,400 years ago. He is the one that came with the last divine revelation. The last divine inspiration from Allah, from the Lord. So that is the last one, the Qur'an. That is the one that Allah sent down as the last revelation that mankind now has to follow. So that is what Islam is. We follow that final revelation. Before that revelation, then what did it mean to be a Muslim? Before the revelation of the Qur'an, before Muhammad was sent as a prophet and messenger, what did it mean to be a Muslim? It meant to be a follower of Jesus, to be a follower of Moses, to be a follower of Noah, to be a follower of Abraham. That was what it meant to be a Muslim. To follow the actual revelation of Tawheed that they were all given. But when Muhammad came then, his revelation is the final revelation now, which overrides the previous ones. And that's what always used to happen. Noah came with the revelation first. Then when Abraham came, his revelation overrided. It took over the previous revelation. Then when the next one came, Jesus came. That revelation overtook the revelation of Moses and Abraham. So his was the one to be followed. Then the last revelation came of Muhammad. And that is the one then to be followed. Because when you think about it, you have like Christianity, you have Judaism, you have Islam. All of them believe in the Lord. Are there three different lords? No. One Lord. The one Lord who sent down all of those revelations. Sent down the Torah, sent down the, G- the Bible, sent down the Quran. One Lord. But the one Lord didn't give us different religions to follow. Didn't just give us different revelations, different religions. Do what you want. Pick whatever you want. He gave one at a time. The Torah came first with Moses. That was the religion to follow. Then came the Bible with Jesus. That was the religion to follow. Then came the Quran with Muhammad Wasallam. That is now the religion to follow. One after the next, overriding the previous ones. So now the Quran, it mentions all of those stories. Mentions about Jesus and Mary. Mentions about Moses, Abraham, Noah, all of them. About the ark, Noah and the ark. The story is in the Quran. 
about Moses and Pharaoh, the story is in the Quran. About Jesus and Mary, the story is in the Quran. All of these stories, Abraham and what happened at the people with Abraham, all of that is in the Quran. Everything is mentioned in the Quran about the prophets and messengers because we believe all of them were from Allah. All of those prophets and messengers were sent from Allah the Lord. So now it is upon us to follow the Quran, to read and understand the Quran and the Sunnah, the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, so that we find some real purpose to our lives. We find some real objective in our lives. So that is what we'll briefly mention today then. If there's any questions, any questions or any queries, we have a couple of minutes and we can perhaps mention those or answer those questions and queries if possible before all of the food comes out and the celebrations begin. If there's any questions now, in a couple of minutes we can try and do that. Anyone with any queries, it's open. You can ask what you want. How does somebody become a Muslim? If somebody wanted to become a Muslim, so you learn about Islam, read into the Quran, learn about Islam, that the basis of Islam, the basic core value of Islam is to worship Allah, the Lord alone. We don't believe in any type of Split, that we have multiple different gods, that doesn't occur in Islam. We don't believe in two gods or three gods, trinity or four gods or five gods. Like in Hinduism, they believe in hundreds of gods. Sikhism, they believe in hundreds of gods. In Islam, there isn't any type of multiple gods. You worship one Lord, one and just one. We don't believe in sons, in partners, Allah has a son, Allah has a partner. We don't believe any of that. You believe that there is one Lord, one absolute supreme master that you worship. So you learn about those things, and once you've understood that, and you've learned that, and you realize that this is the truth, then you take the shahada, the testimony of faith. And that is just one line. You take that one testimony of faith, that I testify and I believe, that nobody has the right to be worshipped truthfully, except Allah, except the Lord. And that Muhammad is the final messenger of Allah. You testify to that and you worship Allah alone. That testimony enters you into Islam. So in that case, we'll round it off there. We'll conclude on that point. Next week... uh, there isn't going to be an event. Normally, as you know, this event is every Sunday evening. We get together every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. approximately. Every Sunday evening we get together here at 7 p.m. and we talk about different things to learn about Islam. What is really Islam? What is the real understanding of Islam? That is what we talk about every Sunday evening. Next week though, as a one-off, it is going to be postponed There is no lecture next week, no get-together next week. But after that, back on again every Sunday evening again. Uh, So in a fortnight's time, from a fortnight, it will be back on again every Sunday evening about 7 p.m. here in this hall. But just next week as a one-off, it's going to be postponed. So we'll conclude upon that for tonight then. And uh, we'll give the stage to the main man. Where's the main man gone?
main man's dis- the main man has disappeared. Now what are we gonna do? So we leave it there. We'll uh, enjoy the food.